I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. This is treason. Where is my Officer, I can't breathe. I can't even. I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. This fight, what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump, it's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institutions. The FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered and executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. I step out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Put hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying?
And welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. Leland, hello, Patriots. So as you just saw, folks, capital punishment, uh, we've been talking about it for a while now. You can see down at the bottom of the screen, you can go to uh, hisglory.tv and use the promo code DEFIANT, and you can get your copy, <clears throat> get your copy today, and I can't, <laughs> having, a, having a, a rough time choke. there. <clears throat> Either you way. Know, uh, and, and this is a really important movie to us personally, because we were in DC on January 6th and we've been right off the bat, we were saying that one of our primary focuses was to make everyone understand that January 6th was not what the the media portrayed it to be. Um, we've been trying to get the message out as to what really happened on January 6th, what it was really like. And this movie, Capital Punishment, uh, really goes into that. And it shows the perspective that we've been trying to get across to everyone for the longest time, that this wasn't an insurrection. This wasn't a violent riot. This was Americans coming together, standing up for what we believe in, and and trying to use our voice to to say that, to tell our supposed elected leaders how we felt and how we want things to change and how we wanted to make things right. And they they took that and they turned it to such a horrible degree. Um, it, but what I really like about the movie Capital Punishment, because not only does it portray that, that we've, been, that we've been trying to portray, but it also goes into what happened to all those people. And it could have been us, all those people that were at the Capitol that are currently being held as political prisoners under the worst possible circumstances you can imagine. Something that should never happen in this country, in any of our prisons. So, um, so we are very excited to bring Pastor Dave Scarlett onto the show today. Um, he is one of the driving forces behind this movie, and uh, and yeah, we're we're thrilled to have you here. So, welcome to the show, Pastor Scarlett. Thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate you coming on. And the last time that you came on, we talked about um, your your prophecies, the scandals that were going to come to light, and uh, and I know January sixth was one of them. It seems like this is uh, really going a long way to to bring that to light. Yeah, this uh, this movie is uh, the most censored movie uh, in the United States, maybe the most censored movie ever. We couldn't even get paid advertisement from Fox News or any of the media sources just for paid advertisement. It's been shadow banned. It has been blocked at the and shadow banned at the domain level. The first day that we launched this on hisglory.tv, we had 33,000 hits to try to take our server down. Uh, so you you name it, they've tried to do it to stop this movie, because once you see capital punishment, it changes everything. The truth comes out. It's in video. There's evidence. Uh, and more of this uh, this lie that they told us is unwinding right before our very eyes. So I, I, I have a question. Um, the guy that uh, made the, the speaker that you have, what was his name? Because I've I've seen him somewhere else before. Nick Searcy. Yeah. Nick Searcy. Yeah. Nick Searcy is the, is the producer and, uh, Chris Burgard is the director. Okay. Nick is, Nick, Nick has, uh, been in shush, countless Hollywood films. He was 50 some, uh, you name it. Nick's been in it. Uh, I think he filmed three Westerns just this last six months. Yeah. I loved him on horseback coming in too. I thought that was, uh, outstanding. And not only that, he said he was there and I, I think I may have seen him. I was, uh, I, I can't be a hundred percent for sure, but I, I think I saw him on the, uh, uh, on the grounds that day because does, is he aware of how many people were actually present that day from, uh, I guess from the Patriot side, is he aware of how many people this uh, secret service said was on the ground that day? 
Well, uh, reports are uh, from Secret Service. There could have been up to six million. But what they what they tell us in the movie, uh, Chris Burgard uh, reports in the movie that there were two, at least two million people there. Well, the one that I because uh, I have friends, uh, several of my friends that were uh, that former military guys, they were uh, in the. Uh, uh, uniform Secret Service. They are, they're in the uniform division of the Secret Service, and there goes a light because there goes the puppy. And the puppy's amazing, again. But um, one of the, uh, I have I actually have pictures that from that day, which is uh, ridiculous, and I'm actually trying to bring one of them up, but the, uh, which of course I can't do it right now, but here it is. You just had it up there. I know. Um, there we go. This is probably one of the bigger ones that I've, uh, that I've had, and uh, actually drives me nuts that yeah this is uh just to give you an idea that was a picture from the top of the uh i'm forgetting exactly where it was they were on top the of african-american museum yes the african-american museum this is a buddy of mine he sent it to me um he's like this is how many people were there that day just in case you're wondering and he was looking out for uh, for me i mean he knew i was out there somewhere and he's just like i don't know where you're at but that's how many people were there and i just i'm always blown away when i look at that picture when i tell people how many people were there they don't believe me initially and they're like that's impossible and then i show them these pictures and they're like wow that's that changes everything and if you look yeah. at some of the video footage that he's got there which is absolutely really impressive as well um i i just uh, wow again it's just it's impressive yeah it's amazing i i was there too so there the, the, i witnessed that many people you can feel the crowds went forever if you go past the two different areas of the food trucks uh i i believe there's well over two million people there yeah yeah we we heard six 6.7 yeah, yeah. upwards of 6 million people there. So that's, um, you know, that's really telling because the media tries to make it out like there's there's so few of us, you know, that we're just the, the domestic terrorists that are trying to destroy democracy in this country. And it's only white people. It's oh, not. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, there no one else, just especially white men. Right. Yeah. Um, Y'all are domestic terrorists trying to destroy democracy in this country. But when you look at those pictures and when you hear the stories for January 6th and when you see that there really were six and a half million people there of all colors and races and creeds and sexuality and everything that you can. I mean, every type of person that you could imagine was represented there. And when you see the truth of that, you know that we are you know, there's not just a handful of us fighting for this country. There's many more of us than there are of them. And I think that's what really scares them. They are terrified that we're going to figure out that if we just come together, if we unite, um, then, you know, we, we really can take our country back, hopefully without violence, because if we had intended to take our country back with violence, it would have been done then. You know, we we own more guns than the other side by a long shot. And um, but we are generally law abiding citizens. And in D.C., you're not allowed to be armed. So we left our guns elsewhere. Yeah. You know, so and I think that was true of just about everyone there. You can't have an insurrection without arms. Yeah, that's what and that's what they say in the movie. You can't have an insurrection without arms. And to your point in the trailer, you saw every race, color, creed that there was down there supporting. Yeah, it was for President Trump, but it was much deeper than just President Trump. It was about patriotism, love of this country, love of God. There was so much prayer there. Um, I, I was right in the middle of it. And until the Capitol, and I was at the Capitol when everything started to go down, too. You could see it went down uh, badly, and it was done on purpose. It was very strategic, and we had that captured in this film. Uh, Ray Epps is in this film, and we're seeing more evidence coming out about Ray Epps now 
that he is indeed part of the FBI, a lawyer, and it's going to get worse. Uh, in Arizona, uh, Chris Burgard, we just got back from the Clay Clark Arizona tour, uh, and we went out and we, we, we talked about capital punishment, punishment, me and Chris Burgard, and we brought Ashley Babbitt's mother. And it was an emotional time for her to come out and talk about what happened to her daughter. And when people see this movie, what happened to her daughter, the truth is not told. You're going to see that this is a murder. You're going to see, uh, and I hate to give the movie away, but you're going to see the lack of response from first responders is just absolutely sickening. Her husband, Aaron, who is in the, in the, in the movie uh, quite a bit, him and I have been texting and there's bombshells about ready to come out even more about what truly happened to her. And uh, maybe he will be able to tell that on his glory uh, very soon. And, and that's a great point with that. And what does he say about the movie? He loves it. Great. You know, that's very emotional, obviously. Obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, he lost his wife and he lost two dogs literally from a broken heart. Jeez. Yeah. I, I can never imagine what he's going through. And I was wondered when I, when, when you sent us the trailer for this, I was wondered what his reaction to the movie was and how he feels about it. I mean, you guys obviously interviewed him. Um, I just, uh, I tell you what, Pastor Dave, I'm glad to hear that you're in contact with him because we've been trying to get in contact with him for just about a year now. Um, on the way home from DC, we did an interview on the phone with a gentleman who was in the hallway when Ashley was shot and he had a personal message uh, for her husband. So I, I'd like to send that to you as one of our original ones. Uh, I think it was like our fifth podcast ever. Um, but again, you know, it was, it was brutal, emotional. He hadn't spoken about it to anyone, um, what he saw, what he, you know, what this, this gentleman went through and we've not been able to get a hold of him in the last eight months. I'm pretty sure he's in jail. He's probably rotting in DC with the rest of them right now. Um, but, uh, and it's, it's heartbreaking. You know, he got caught up in the crowd. He admitted he had no intention of violence. In fact, he, um, he stopped someone from stealing something out of one of the offices. And, uh, and he, he recognized that there were bad people in some places and he was actually trying to avoid them and somehow ended up in the hallway there and uh, when, when she was shot, he saw the whole thing. He saw the cops coming up the stairs right afterwards, um, and he did his best to get out of, out of the way. Um, I mean, he, it, it was very traumatic for him and, uh, and hard, to, hard to hear, hard to listen to. It was almost like it became a therapy session with us um, because, again, it was the first time he'd ever spoken about it. But I, I'd love to send that to you so you could pass it on to her husband because I know he, um, like I said, he... he put a, a personal heartfelt message in there for, for him. So I would love to do that. So, uh, what has been, uh, how much, how much of this has gotten out? How much did you, have you, have you gotten it out? A lot of people coming to you getting it. I mean, has it been pretty much on wide dispersion since, especially the Clay Clark event in, in uh, Arizona? Yeah, they lock it down really good. Uh, it's, it, it, it's gotten out, but nowhere near what uh, it needs to get out. And we do believe it's going to get out. It's just a matter of, of time. Uh, the Once the word of mouth, and we're starting to see feedback now that people are getting the DVD. They're sharing it with friends. They're actually having parties. Uh, we see churches buying it and, and having the entire church congregation watch it. We see conservative groups buying it, watching, and we see even people that are independents and liberals that are that are upset with this. That can this can happen in the United States of America. And 
Yeah, that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Anyway, is there, yeah, the there's got to be somebody else other than Marjorie Taylor Greene going out there talking about yeah. January 6th. We've got to get more senators. And that's something I've noticed that like she's the uh, she only- She and Matt Gates. She and Matt Gates are about the only two Congress people that are going out there talking about there. Has anybody else reached out to you concerning this, especially concerning January 6th and the people still locked up without a trial, without due process, without any of what's guaranteed to you under the rights of the Constitution? Um, has anybody else reached out to you about that video and some of the video, some of the imagery? I mean, you've got images that are in the ellipse that predate, you know, pre-exist the whole capital quote unquote insurrection that all goes all the way through up until the insurrection. And as uh, me and Vilan noted very early on when we were walking, making the walk, just like you did, I'm sure down, um, was that, that constitution. was constitution, um, halfway down constitution when we actually got outside the bubble, because right there at the bubble, you couldn't really get on your cell phone. You couldn't access any yeah. of your social media or anything like that. But once we were outside the bubble in that one fraction of a second that I could actually get a text message or send a message to a friend of mine out, we noticed that the uh, crowd had completely shifted. We noticed people we had never seen before. Like we were standing around a group of people that we knew we were like, we were very social with, very cordial with, talking to them. Because when you're freezing cold, you get to know the people around you because y'all huddle together for body warmth, if nothing else. And, and it was cold. Yes, yeah. it was. And one of the things that we noticed is when we got up to the Capitol, it was a completely different group of people. We were like, where did all the people go that we were standing with? This is different than what, what we were at when we were down at the Ellipse. And you you really captured that. Uh, your director captured that. It was impressive to see. Um, you noticed that shift. We It was a feeling we had. We were just like, wow, this feels completely different. I mean, because we were there, people were, you know, I first time I'd ever heard a crowd of people recite the Lord's Prayer. And I'm sitting there going, oh my, look at this. this Thousands of them. Outstanding. Yep. And then we marched down the road not even a half mile and it's just a completely different feeling yeah I th and i was I, like i looked at hmm. mick and i was like the, the energy here has changed something's going to go bad this is not this is not going to be good we need to be careful stay on our guard yeah yeah it, it was a complete change it was a complete uh different set of people uh i personally in my our group we had an airbnb down there about a block away from the state cap or from the capitol building so mm -hmm. it was cold so we left early uh, to go back and then there was somebody that was staying with us wanted to take their son to see the capitol building historically and i, I didn't want her to go alone so the we walked down there and our cameraman walked down there to capture it had no idea what we were walking into uh and then all of a sudden i see from the sides i see black lives matter uh, i see antifa literally in the, their uh t-shirts and sweatshirts switching over and putting on maga gear uh, not really even trying to hide it. They were just on the side street and then went into the crowd. Mm -hmm. Me being a Marine, I see, I could, I could tell, uh, you know, uh, agents of the government uh, were, in, you know, infiltrated in there. Uh, in the movie itself, uh, there is a gentleman who is a former Marines force recon and FBI specialist whose uh, job was to work with the, with the, uh, with the Capitol police. And he's going to give you his expert opinion uh, and facts of what uh, a three-letter organization was embedded in that crowd on purpose. Yeah, Mick saw some faces that he recognized when we were there, especially closer to the Capitol, and he did not go say hi to them because he knew if they were there, they were working. Um, we thought we were they were potentially working on our side, but now we're not so sure. Um, because, you know, it... it the information that's come out is so 
disjointed. You don't, you don't, we don't know who's on whose side anymore. It's crazy. Um, I mean, the more that comes out, the, the less we know. But what we don't know about, what really no one's heard about, uh, except for the occasional letter that comes out from an inmate or Marjorie Taylor Greene talking on the front, uh, you know, the steps of the Capitol, is how the January 6th prisoners are still being treated in D.C. Can you speak to that? I'm sure you know a lot more about that than we do. Yeah, the, 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 the treatment that they've received has been uh, worse than a terrorist. Uh, Coy Griffin, who is Cowboys for Trump, uh, he is in the, in the, in the film. He was just praying probably about 30 yards away from the Capitol building. Didn't even go to the Capitol building. Didn't even go close to the steps. He's praying in a megaphone. That's all he did. And they weeks later, uh, they pick him up and they put him in for nine straight days without a single phone call. Uh, cockroaches in a cell uh, and just uh, a horrible baloney sandwich. That's what he had for nine straight days. This is the United States of America. And so what they're doing is unconstitutional. Uh, it wouldn't even be done in a third world country. Uh, they blare music. Uh, they intimidate. And what they're trying to do is give them a, a, a lawyer uh, locally so that they just bleed them dry financially. So they do a plea deal to make them look guilty. Well, God bless Coy. Coy is not taking a plea deal. And they keep pushing his trial back because he wants to get to trial so he can show them the discover. And they keep pushing the date back, pushing the date back because... They know the truth is going to come out. Yeah. Uh, due process and a speedy trial are some of our rights that are guaranteed under the Constitution. Um, that's, you know, th again, that's so scary because we were 30 yards away from the steps. We never went in the Capitol. And, you know, we someone could come knocking on our door at any time. And, and, we're and actually, we didn't do anything wrong. We're constantly waiting for it yeah. because I'm sure it's going to happen one day. But and I, we and we talk, it's not like we're quiet about it. You know, we come on here and we tell the entire world that we were in D.C. on January 6th. We were 30 yards away from the Capitol. We were right by the statue where there were people, you know, praying on a bullhorn. Um, it could have even been him, actually, because he was right there on the statue uh, wearing a cowboy hat on, on. Yeah. And praying and a little girl. A, she was probably nine or 10, um, little Asian girl with a bullhorn as well, talking mm -hmm. about how, you know, we need to stop this now or we're going to become the CCP. And she knows what that's about. Um, that's uh, that's that's kind of where we are. I, I just I, I just there's got to be more senators. There's got to be more Congress people that are actually and I can't believe the January 6th commission. I mean, they're not doing anything like what a normal congressional commission would do. Do you think that that. If given that them this video, do you think they would even consider it or watch it for that matter? No, I don't. But it could be part of the official record. Um, we have submitted up to the committee. Uh, uh, somebody on the team has uh, a actual f f the, the movie to put into record. I can tell you that somebody requested uh, just last week uh, a copy to go to Ted Cruz in his Washington, D.C. Senate office. So I don't know what Ted Cruz is going to do with this, but he has requested it and it, it is going to his office. He probably has it by now. Well, I, I, I hope he watches it. I hope not only does he watch it, but I hope he makes other members of Congress watch it because uh, I do believe this has been one-sided information that's been provided uh, for the best, for the most part out there. Nobody is really talking about like what happened at the ellipse. They're more concerned about what took place at the Capitol. The Capitol is not what was going on at the ellipse. I can tell you that right now, folks, it's completely two different things. And uh uh, what was going on up at the ellipse and what was going on down at the Capitol, uh, way two different things. Um, I can't, that's, 
I mean, that's what we can speak to. That's what we witnessed. That's what we saw. That's what we're here for. That's why we kind of part of the reason we kept going with this podcast, because we have, we did see something, we did witness something. And, um, that needs to be, you know, that needs to be addressed and everybody needs to know what really took place that day. And I think this video is a, is a great way of showing that. Yeah. They're, they're so concerned. Uh, I was in the same, probably right next to you in both locations. Um, they were so concerned about this movie that, uh, there was a phone call between Nick Searcy and Chris Burgard and myself about the date to launch this movie. And we could tell that the phone was tapped and lo and behold, 20 minutes later, a three letter organization had a helicopter hovering about 10 feet over my studio, just intimidation at every level. They actually went to one of our film crews house to try to get film from them. Uh, so they'll do anything and everything, not to stop the truth from coming out. But you know what? The truth is coming out. And it's going to come out. And I think a lot of people are, uh, I don't think a lot of people realize how much of this video like really captures, especially in the beginning. I, I really did enjoy the beginning because that's what we were there that day to do, uh, especially when you captured all the different crowds, uh, all the different flags that were out there that day. I saw it, you saw it. Uh, yep. We were we were giggling about it. I took, I do have a video uh, I should have sent to you. I, I maybe didn't even think about it, but I do have a video that I saw that, that I took that day of just the whole crowd around us and just everything that was going on. One of the things that was witnessed by us and by a, another uh, person that was with us that day, Deplorable Janet, we witnessed this dude. He was in, uh, I, I know quite a bit about men's shoes, for instance. And I saw this guy come out and he was wearing these wingtip loafers. You remember how cold it was that day. You weren't oh, dressed, we were not dressed in wingtip loafers. Let me tell you that right now, he, folks. He had alphabet agency written all over him. Well, or he was, I don't know, I don't know about that, but I saw the raincoat. He had like an overcoat, like he had just come from somewhere. He had wire rim glasses on. He was a little shorter than me, uh, more heavy set. And he was standing out there and you weren't marching in wingtip loafers, folks. That's just, you're not marching like way we were marching, where we were walking that day. That's not a shoe you would wear, not, not in any level. And this guy was standing out there in the cold and uh, out of his pocket, there were some guys that came up to him and they were in body armor and helmets. And uh, I wouldn't even have noticed it until I saw the money fall on the ground. When I saw the money fall on the ground, I was like, what was it? What do you think that was about? And I wasn't the only one that saw it. And we both saw it and we were both standing there looking at each other. And I said, what do you think that was about? And we watched these guys march off with this money in their hand now that they had just been paid something. And I was like, well, that's interesting. We watched these guys walk back off past the Washington Monument and we were sitting there. I'm convinced that there was something on the backside of the monument that I should have followed these guys around the monument and just seen where they were going because I'm convinced that that's where all the um, uh, ne'er-do-wellers, I guess you would call them, were mixed into the crowd at one point. There was like a staging area back there and they were letting these guys go forward because that it's the only thing that made any sense. And they had these guys out there right in front of us that were just paying people. I'm like, how is this even happening? I don't even get this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th th that's captured in the film as well. We, we have a, uh, a, a, a person on there that admits to being paid yeah. on camera. Uh, th that guy's actually come out. He's uh, been on the news now and the news discredited him and said, Oh, well, he was a liar before it hasn't changed. What did, uh, when, when you told, uh, Ashley Babbitt's mother about everything has she, I'm guessing she's seen the video. I'm, I'm sure she has. What did she say about all of that stuff? Like for instance, the money training hands, uh, the guy being paid, uh, the, you know, the actors that were set in by the government, we're, it's our opinion as well as yours, um, that 
you know, these guys were sent in to actually disrupt what was going on in that crowd and to cause uh, things to go awry, especially down at the Capitol. What was her comments concerning that? She did not watch the movie, nor is she in any condition to watch the movie yet. So um, some of those things she she is not aware of. Okay, it's just it's just too painful for her, obviously, to even watch that movie. Uh, I did get a chance to pray with her. Um, it, 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 a mother should not lose their 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 kids their, uh, under any circumstance, especially their cir- circumstance and. It's amazing how well she is doing uh, for her to even uh, go out uh, for a couple minutes with Chris and I on the, the stage. But she felt that she needed to do it uh, for truth and for Ashley, that the truth will come out. Uh, and that's that's all she'll talk about. Um, but she doesn't she doesn't want all the pain to come back. Well, I, I do hope that you're planning on doing an episode, a second show or a sep- second movie, especially concerning the guys that are uh, right now um, in, in, in jail um, concerning capital punishment. I mean, I hope there's a second part to this so we can tell their story as well and what's going on there. Is there, is there any plans for that? Well, it's been talked about. Um, we want to get this one out first and yep. get the truth out because there's no doubt in our mind that when the the people, we the people, and we think it's about 100 million right now, we the people see this and they wake up uh, and know what the truth is and they spread it, uh, it's going to change everything. This is more than just a documentary. This is just, it's more than just a movie. This is a way to get our country back and wake it, everybody, to know what truth is and what they were doing to lie to us. Well, I think um, one of the other one of the other things that you had talked about uh, coming to light and waking people up was um, Epstein and the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Um, I'm sure you've been following that. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on what's going on there? Yeah, that's uh, that was one of the 17 uh, prophetic uh, scandals that was coming next. And Nexium and Epstein. Uh, never did I know when I wrote that down, and I didn't know this until probably maybe even a month ago that they're actually connected. Yep. They're the same. Uh, so I knew they would do the similar things, but um, the, the the truth of that uh, is starting to come out even a little bit more. Uh, for those people who think the names will be hidden forever, uh, nope, it's coming out. Nothing you can do is going to stop from these 17 scandals from coming out. And the, every one of them, amazingly, are breaking in one way or another as we speak. And, and, and a lot of people aren't aware that, you know, there was the judiciary that was called on the judge that said, especially after she was found guilty, uh, the federal judiciary right now that's going on with the uh, judge because uh, she's sitting in front of the she's in the hot seat right now as to why she sealed uh, the little black book. So that's all going to come out. That is definitely going to come out because she had no right to do it, nor did she have any legal basis to do it. So that is all she was trying to protect somebody. And uh, that is that's all going to come out as well. What is next on the list? What is the next one? What, what do you think the next one is? Because there were the 17, you read them all out to us. Well, what, what's next? One of the most gigantic is we're seeing right before our very eyes. And if you just see what happened in the last two weeks is the United Nations. You know, the United Nations is not making any excuses and they actually put it as part of their 2030 goals is a one world, a one world religion, a one world government in days. And they literally put a, uh, a, a statue of a beast in front of the United Nations two weeks ago. 
Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, the, a statue of the beast. The beast, not the a beast. beast. Not even a the beast. beast. The beast. Yeah. I mean, they they basically took it straight out of scripture, handed it to the artist, and said, "Make this." Yeah, yeah that that because because that makes away. sense to have right out there in front of the United Nations <laughs> in New York City. Sure, it does. Of course, it does. Yep. Anyway, amazing. Uh, what else? What what's after that? Other than the United Nations, because yeah, I think everybody's seen that one come to light, and I don't. Uh, I think everybody kind of saw a little bit of that with the WHO and what took place with COVID, and uh, you know what's going on with COVID. I mean, we're we're hearing reports now that people are uh, supposedly there are people getting COVID that's resistant to hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, almost as if they went back into the lab real quick, tweaked a couple things, and said, okay, now resubmit this, and let's see what happens to people who think, oh well, I'm not going to get a vaccine. Well, if you now have a disease that's resistant to ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, uh, it's going to say that everybody that's promoting hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, you best, uh, um, yeah, I can't even you're say out. But yes, and nine, you're out, you're done. See, they're all crazy. See, we told you you could still get sick. Yeah. Well, I think the trains left the station on that one. That's going to be a, that's going to be a hard one for them to pull back in. Uh, OAN was doing a huge uh, was Ron, Senator Ron Johnson today bringing in the top doctors and Thomas Wren's attorney and Lee Dundas attorney were there. They were both on fire, but the truth was coming out about the vaccines, about the, the mask. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's far uglier than anybody could ever imagine. And the, and the, the whole narrative of the vaccine is flipping upside down. Uh, the world's expert doctors that were at this Ron Johnson event today, were talking about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and how that does work. And if you get it within the 72 hours, uh, there's virtually zero chance of dying. And uh, if you take rindesivir, you have a less than 25% chance of survival. Yeah, it is. So the, the, the narrative is flipped on them. Uh, even, even in Israel, yesterday was reported, Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world. 95% of the people are vaccinated. They've had four shots in Israel, mandatory. And now one of the Israeli leading scientist papers came out and said the vaccines are bad for kids. So the whole thing is flipping up and everybody's, even people that were in the middle or the left or whatever you want to be, are like, what do you mean? So I could take a shot and then I get three more jabs and then I still get COVID and yeah. I'm the one that go into hospital. So even the average American, whatever their political aspirations are, are saying it doesn't add up. Yeah, no, something here doesn't make sense. And I, I can't I can't agree with you more, especially I, I, I did hear about uh, Israel and how vaccinated they are. I heard that. I read that story yesterday. I think it was in the Epic Times. Which honestly just blows my mind because what's already been done to the Jewish people I don't know, you'd think they'd have a little more discernment as as far as this. Like, I mean, millions of them were killed in World War II, and now their government just says, hey, line up and take this experimental gene therapy, just like we did to you in, you know, 1933 Germany, and let's see what happens. Yep. I, I, that just blows me away. I I don't know. I, I that With that, you had that. And then the other thing that came out yesterday, which also kind of, uh, well, didn't shock me per se, but the... Um, the fact that uh, now they're pushing, uh, I, I didn't, I was aware that their hospitals were getting money. Um, Lots of it. For COVID. 
I didn't realize what they were also getting money for was COVID deaths. Mm -hmm. And that's coming out now. And I wasn't aware. I mean, that's, I mean, that should be on your list somewhere. That's a huge scandal if they're being paid more money. I mean, because one of the things I, I saw a meme yesterday that really kind of made me giggle, but, and then it made me sit down and think, but it was like, why aren't doctors saying more about it? Because it pays too much to keep your mouth shut and it's way too expensive if you do open your mouth. So yes. that's why doctors aren't saying anything. I kind of giggled about it at first, but then once you really read it and you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's a great question. Why aren't more doctors saying anything? What costs more money or your soul? That's what, what I begin to wonder is, you know, what is more important to you? What is, what is more expensive to you? To me, I'm sorry, my soul and uh, where I go after this is all done and said and done is more important to me than where I am right now. But I, I just, uh, that, that's going to be huge when that comes out. Yeah, they're 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 liable. I mean, there's going to be there's already lawsuits. Uh, Thomas Renz is one that's it's bringing them. The story that he broke in Arizona uh, is is just mind blowing. That this 55 year old man who had COVID and they put him on the wrong drugs and wouldn't listen to his wife, and they put him on a ventilator and they said we're gonna we're gonna pull the plug at noon. I believe it was noon the next day. Five, 55 year old. Yep. And the and she, the the wife had no no chance to to intervene whatsoever. They long story short, she got an emergency stay order, stopped him from pulling the plug. They started putting him on the right things. The hospital goes out and gets a law firm, the top law firm in that city in Minnesota, to sue the the, the people for for keeping him alive. Just think about that. It's taken it to a whole new level that you get a law, law firm to sue to kill somebody, to pull the plug. Where, I, I don't even okay. I don't even know how a judge ru ruled on that, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Where would they get a judge to say, yeah, that, that yeah, you can do that. That's crazy. And, you know, when Obamacare first came out, when they first started pushing it, what, eight years ago or whatever, we all said, this is going to result in death panels. We don't want this because it will result in death panels. Someone is going to decide if we are um, good enough to to live or die. And and everyone, oh no, death panels are, that's crazy. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist. We get that a lot. Um, but now I feel that's exactly where we are. We are we are at death panels and they're just, they're not advertising it, but that's exactly what's happening. And it's done by hospital administrators who is deciding who gets to live and who gets to die. And yeah, they're going to they're gonna be held accountable. They fall into one or two camps. Uh, there's some that are just so conditioned uh, because of their practice, and you know, face it, most of these doctors are all the doctors are are, are trained with by the pharmaceutical companies. So they're they're they they just believe in the Kool Aid they're drinking. That's one set of them. But there's another set. They are complicit of murder. They know exactly what's going on, and they're not doing things. Some are doing it and knowing it. Some have a conscience that I've heard that actually have told this to me. Said. We know what we're doing is wrong, but I have a family and I have a mortgage and I have a car payment. Well, I'm sorry, you have to do what's right. That is murder and you're complicit. And and, and what I say to those people, and, and I personally have done this because I had a job, I had a very high powered, well-paying job. In fact, I made more than Mick did. And they put in a mandate and they said, no religious exemptions because there's no fetal tissue in the vaccine. So we're not even accepting religious exemptions. And I had the option, I had the option of fighting it because obviously I could have taken a religious exemption or a medical exemption as I do have 
I do qualify for a medical exemption as well, but I decided that I didn't want to work for Nazis. I mean, they put the mandate in at the company right after Biden's press conference, before he'd even actually put the mandate out through OSHA. And I just said, no, I, I, you know what? I don't want to associate with people like this. I certainly don't want to give them my time or my knowledge. Um, I, I'm just not playing their games. And I walked. I could have stayed in fight. I could have let them fire me. But I did not want to give them the benefit of myself for the six months it would take that we're at now for the mandate to be kicked out. Um, it's so for those people that say, you know, I have a mortgage, I have a family, I say you have a soul and you need to do the right thing. And if you ask God to help you, it'll happen. Something will happen. You know, you you slam one door shut behind you, you burn that bridge and piss on it as you go over it. God's going to open another door even wider for you if you do the right thing. Yeah. I came from corporate America before I was a pastor and went to heaven and, and Jesus had a different plan for me. So that, I'm, I was used to corporate downsizing. We do corporate downsizing at least once or twice a year. So everybody would lose their job. Uh, so you, many people have to start a new career. Um, and that's just part of the corporate world. Even before this COVID-19, God will, God will open up the next door. So uh, what's next on your list? What's the next one you think that's going to drop? I know. I don't know what order they're drop going to drop, uh, but they are dropping. Uh, all of them are dropping um, as we speak. Uh, didn't, literally, didn't you have something on there about the Olympics? I could have sworn you had something the last time we talked. I thought we said something about the Olympics. Not specifically of the seventeen, not the Olympics. No, he had Benghazi on there though. Oh, Benghazi. Well, yeah, Benghazi is a big one for us because that was mix. No, yeah. I just know mm. a lot of those people that were involved there, and that's a another mess that the government can't clean up, but I think should come out at some point. Um, we should, we it, it, should know well, the truth. There's a couple uh, whistleblowers that are ready to come out. Um, there is a certain congressman that is holding back the information. That's all I'll say at this point. And he needs to, he needs to do the right thing with it. Yeah, absolutely. He has information to blow it wide open and he's supposed to be on the good side and he hasn't done a good thing yet. Unfortunately, I feel like too many of our elected officials are are in that space now. You know, we we say that the Democrats and Republicans are two wings of the same bird. And and it's true. We no longer ask people. We don't even identify as Republicans. We dropped that a long time ago. Um, we identify as patriots. And that's what we ask people. Are you a patriot? It's it, it doesn't matter if if you considered yourself to be a Democrat or a Republican previously, now it's, are you a patriot? Do you care about this country? Um, do you care about America? Do you want America to be free? Do you believe in the Constitution? Do you believe in the right to free speech? Do you believe in the right to freedom of religion? Not freedom from religion, but freedom of religion. There's a big difference. You know, if you believe in those rights and if you're willing to fight for them, then you're a patriot. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, you keep bringing up Arizona. I got to ask you, um, were you there? Did you speak? Uh, at the reawaken tour? Yes. Yes. Yep. I, I, I think four, three or four times. Okay. Was, so you were up on stage three or four times. Uh, yeah, was there anything you weren't allowed to say? Yeah. You, you, you talking about the clause in the contract? Yeah. 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 We heard about that. And I, I got to tell you, and I'm not on, uh, I know it's not you. I'm, we're not, I'm not coming after you. I'm not real happy that I heard about it the way I heard about it. And, uh, it was disappointing to hear that people on our side seemed to be 
restricting free speech. And that to me is, I, I understand the church. I understand that it is a church. I know there's certain, I don't go, I mean, I have a horrible mouth, and I, but I, when I go into a church, you, you won't hear me use that horrible mouth. And uh, when I come on shows like this, for instance, I do it out of respect for you because I know that you don't, you don't cuss or you don't support it, you don't like it, whatever, I don't cuss. So therefore I watch my mouth. But when I heard, um, you know, I've heard, uh, I heard an interview that was done by Clay and I got to tell you, I was uh, not only worried, uh, disheartened, I'm now wondering about other things such as what else took place in other places because he brought up the point, what you don't think we had to make other adjustments in other locations. Um, well, what else didn't we hear? What else was, who are the speakers that were canceled from those? Um, who haven't we heard from yet? I mean, who didn't I hear from in Tampa, in Ohio, in Michigan? Um, I just begin to wonder when you start tramp when you start going down that lo that that road. It's a very slippery slope, especially dealing with uh, patriots, especially dealing with those who believe, hey, look, our First Amendment right is our First Amendment right. We're allowed. Uh, that's that's part of it. Is we're allowed to say what we're going to say, whether you agree or disagree with it, is completely up to you. But I have to ask uh, that that just to me, I, does that not make uh, does that not make any sense? I. I the thing I'm hearing and what the chances, uh, he said, well, I could do it at a different place. Well, do it at a different place. I mean, if they're going to restrict what you're allowed to say, I don't believe that that's what the Reawaken America tour is about. And I don't believe it's the information that you bring or the, the information that you're fighting for or Dr. Stella's fighting for or anybody else that's on that tour is fighting for, Dr. Sherwood. Um, we're, you know, we're fighting for all of our rights, not just one or two. We're not picking and choosing. All right. Well, um, I, I can't speak for Clay. I, I have no uh, I have no say in where the contract or where, what, what can be said and what can't be said. All I will say is this. Um, I do believe we should have them in different venues. I, I, I don't think we should have them in churches unless they're spirit filled churches, uh, because a lot of these churches, the spirit of God is not moving in them. Uh, and that's why they become all uppity and they have the religious spirit like we've seen in some of these churches. Uh, you would think they were a museum for saints instead of a hospital for sinners. When we do our Bible, uh, when we do baptisms and pray over people for hours at these events, they're at a different event. I tell you, in Dallas at the uh, uh, Frisco Athletic Center, the Spirit of God moved more in an athletic center than it did in 99% of the churches we've had this reawakened tour. Yeah, I heard that they... They, they wouldn't let you do baptisms at the church, right? You guys had to go elsewhere. You had to go off property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the craziness that you, you come up against and, uh, from a church. We had, we, we had 30, 30, 31 churches tell us no in Arizona to baptize. Huh. 31. No, they didn't want to baptize people. We had one church that maybe the, where, what you're talking about all started. I won't go any deeper because one day I'm, I may go on a rant on that church because uh, it's far worse. Um, they actually, the security guard, tried to stop a baptism because the time ran out. And there was a, a group of people, about seven more people that had to come through, literally before they were going to go down and be baptized. I said, nope, that's enough. Your time is up. And somebody said, hey, they've, they've traveled from literally all over the country to be baptized by Pastor Dave. Too bad your time's up. That's at a church. That's 
one more look hey I, I give it to you you go on your rant sir because i'm telling you right now this is this is exactly this is what we're talking about this is what uh, i apologize i clicked over too fast but this is what we're talking about this is the type of thing and i, I I would See, feel really hypocritical if I went in somewhere and I said, look, I'm fighting for America. I'm fighting for free speech. I'm fighting for your right to, you know, your right to bear arms. I'm fighting for all of these things, just like you did as a Marine, just like I did as a soldier. But you can't say something or you can't be baptized or you can't come in and say, you know, spew something that's different than what we believe in. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to go find a different venue at that point. At that point, you have to say, "Now, nah, I'm sorry. I, this just we can't do this." And even if you have to push the tour off by a day or a week or so because you got to go to a different venue, hey, I, I mean, I get it. There's a different. And I'm not a promoter, so I can't say how to do that, and I can't speak for Clay either. But to still go with that and sign a contract to that, and I mean, how long were you aware? I mean, were you aware you couldn't go up on stage like when? you first were invited or did you find out a couple days before uh, about the contract? Uh, yeah, he, I think Clay announced that on his glory. Uh, he sent me the, con that's the first time I've ever re read the contract. He, he uh, so I, it, there was a clause in there that you, you weren't supposed to say it. And I see why Clay said it. He didn't want it. He wanted this to be about patriotism and, and, and Jesus Christ, not, uh, something that would take everybody's, uh, energy away from that. It was, it, it was a, a fiasco uh, when that came up on both sides of the house. Um, it was just a mess. There was, there's no easy answer for that. Um, so I understand why. Yeah. You know? See, I, I see it from a, a, a slightly different perspective because we know they're attacking Christianity. They're attacking Christians. I mean, that's, they're, they're making us out to be demons. They are literally demonizing Christianity um, because they're terrified of us again because that they know that the true way to freedom is through God that the true way to 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 get our God-given God-granted freedoms back is through God and there is no other route than that so they are attacking Christianity they are attacking churches um I feel like this in and of itself like the church is telling you that you can't baptize people those are churches attacking Christians, right? They might not realize it, but they are playing into that same narrative, into that same attack. They are conceding to the devil. And that that's that's really disturbing to me. I feel like any attack like that, any attack on free speech, anyone, you know, saying you can't baptize here, then me, I'd say, well then, you know, this isn't where I want to have this because you're attacking me as a Christian. And you shouldn't be doing that because you call yourself a Christian. That that's just where I see it from. Yeah. Well, it, the, the church, the church is us. We're the, we're the church. Christ is the head. We're not in a four, four walls around us and people got to get outside of that. Uh, literally <laughs> the church has left the building uh, because there's been too much religious spirit in these buildings. And if the church was doing what they were supposed to do, we wouldn't be in the mess we are today. And God's Amen God is exposing that. Maybe that's part of God's plan. You know, that church put that clause in there. And they're going to have to deal with that. God's going to have to deal with that. They're, the people that go to that church are going to have to ask the question, do I really want to go to a church that did that, that put that clause, that, that clause in there? I don't know if that clause is in every one of them. Um, I, all I know was just the last one. Yeah. So and they still, I heard it still was chanted. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I, what we heard. Yeah, we, that, we heard. That. We heard the same thing. Yeah. What uh, What else do you have coming up? I mean, where Where are you going? What What do you have coming up? 
what's on your agenda because I see a white mess behind you outside. So I'm, I know you're up in the Arctic tundra of, uh, that wonderful state, you know, what's round on the ends and high in the middle. Um, what do you guys have coming up? Yeah, I came back from, we, we had Arizona and I went from Arizona to Oklahoma for the freedom event, uh, to promote Dr. Sherwood for governor in Oklahoma. Absolutely. And, and Jackson Lawmeyer for Senate in Oklahoma. Uh, so we got back 12 o'clock last night to, 33 inches of snow in the last week. So uh, I had the gator out early this morning plowing. It is a snow uh, snow belt here. And that's where we're going to be next. Uh, the Reawaken Tour is coming to Ohio. It'll be right down the street from me in Canton. Uh, so that's the next on the uh, on the agenda. We'll be in Canton uh, in uh, February. Uh, Jonah Flynn and the whole uh, Clay Clark team, again, will be there. We'll be running the green room. And then from there in March, we're going to San Diego. The reawakening tour goes to San Diego. So we'll be on the West Coast. And okay. then Indianapolis. And uh, I'm, I'm told Oregon has been uh, has been canceled. And that's just, you know, Clay's going to be on his glory this week, and I'm going to be on Clay's show this week. But that's just some of the things that Clay has to deal with because Clay did an agreement in Oregon, check the boxes, everything, and ready to go, put it on the calendar. And, oh, by the way, guess what? We're going to ask you that you have to wear a mask. And to Clay's credit, he pulled it. And you know how hard it is to pull an event after you sold all the tickets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, you know? that, that, that makes me feel better because you can't, I mean, that's, that's just a matter of integrity there. You can't have an event about how masks are dangerous and then require everyone to wear a mask. That's just ridiculous. That goes against everything that, you know, uh, but uh, and that's I, I'm 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 glad to hear that part, but at the same time, I I understand why he did that, and I makes complete sense to me. Uh, at the same time, then I ask why not do the same thing in Arizona or move it somewhere in Arizona, go to a different venue. I realize it's not easy. I guarantee it's not easy. I, I get all that. I just wonder why not do the same thing in Arizona. I mean, he did it for the mask event in Oregon. I man, it's well, just something that it's like it's stuck in my stuck, stuck in, in the back of my mind. I can't get rid of it. Well, there's 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 a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that most people don't know about Arizona. I'll just tell you that the, the attacks were so wicked on that event. They they wanted this event done and canceled. They threw the kitchen sink at Arizona to, to stop it. We had to he had to sell that out twice mm -hmm. because of lies and, and slander. Uh, that came out to, to destroy that reawakened tour, uh, literally had to sell the tickets out twice at that venue. So it made it, it, it made it very difficult. Um, he's looking for the perfect spot. He, like I say, he's got a checklist. Clay is very thorough. And at the last minute, they throw one of these things at you. You have to make the best decision you possibly can because people have paid money. They're traveling. They booked their hotels. Um, so it, sometimes you have to pick your, pick your battles. Wearing a mask is a battle that you pick and you say, absolutely no. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and that, and you're right. It does give me some hope that does, you know, that recedes a little bit of confidence and I, I begin to maybe judge a little harshly, but um, I, I don't know. That's, that's still a, a freedom of speech thing. Anyway, uh, we appreciate you coming on Pastor Dave and uh, wish nothing but the best. And we hope everybody's going down right below right now. You can see it's been streaming across the screen uh, the whole time we've been on. Go to uh, hisglory.tv, TV get the movie use, Capital Punishment. Use promo code Defiant and, and go on there, folks. I'm telling you, we've been promoting this for uh, since Thanksgiving. So we've been yeah, promoting since this. Since the new year, but nope. yeah. 
Well, no, we also no, did it. No, we, we, we talked about it then, but we actually physically started promoting it at, at, right okay. after the new year. Right so, when we moved, because it took a while. That's we true. just moved. So, um, you know, we, uh, we, we did the right thing. We fled the city. We moved to a place with, we got three acres, a nice house, um, a place for a big garden, a new dog. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're trying to become self-sufficient as much as possible because, you know, now that, especially now they put the mandate against, um, I guess no unvaccinated truck drivers can come in from Canada or Mexico. Canada, not so much. We don't get a whole lot from them. But Mexico, it's where all your produce comes from. So if you, you like your fruits and vegetables that keep you healthy, you should probably start growing them yourself. Um, I'm not sure if that's as feasible in the snow where you are as it is down here where we are in Georgia. <laughs> I can start this week. But um, but I think it's good advice all the way around because, uh, you know, we, we got to start taking care of ourselves. Amen. So uh, go again, hisglory.tv and use promo code defiant and you can purchase the movie Capital Punishment. Well worth your time. Well worth you to sit down. It is a great movie. Uh, we we both watched it. We've enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, I, I ask everybody because we were there. We, we can back up everything that he said about this movie. It is an exact, it tells you exactly the story of what took place that day in January, it's not what they told you. It is, don't believe this. Oh, it was like uh, World War II. It was like, uh, it was like The D -Day. worst attack on democracy yes. since the Civil War. Yes, no, and it wasn't. Not even close, not even close. <laughs> and I, I, I always tell people, look, it could have been a lot worse. You just don't Actually, know. I think that was the, the first time we've stood up for democracy since the Revolutionary War. Uh, Honestly. We're trying to defend it. Yeah. yeah. I believe that. Yeah. So either way, Pastor Dave, uh, do you have anything else for Any us? Any final words for our listeners? A prayer? God has it in light winds. Uh, it's going to get bumpier. It's going to get worse. Uh, people don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. Um, but it's going to turn around and God, it's going to be a God moment. And we're going to have the greatest revival in history and light winds. Well, we appreciate you coming on, sir, and look forward to the next time. And uh, can't wait to see if uh, any more movies come out. I'm yes. kind of looking forward to it now. You guys did a heck of a job putting this one together. I, everything, every part of it. I, I, you guys should get an award. Um, I should call out to, uh, well, no, because they'll just tell me that I'm a devil worshiper. <laughs> you're, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. I'm like, yeah, you're devil yeah, worshippers anyway. We know that. But yeah, you don't need their out award. in Hollywood, I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Don't need, you don't need their awards. You don't need their awards. Trust me. Not worth it. Our praise is good enough. <laughs> All right, Pastor. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you coming on, and we hope we'll see you again soon. We're thank unfortunately you not going to make Ohio because we have a wedding that weekend, and uh, we're not going to get on a plane, so we probably won't make California either. Yeah. But hey, who, maybe we who might knows? try. We, who, knows? who knows? Who knows? All right. We'll we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye now. Have a great day. Well, that was Pastor Dave Scarlett, folks. And uh, yep, you again. You can go. You can go see all of that. Um, it is at at his at his glory, like it is at the bottom there. Uh, oops, I hit the wrong one. Yeah, hisglory.tv. And uh, you can pick it up. Pick up a copy yourself. Watch it. It is well worth show it. Show it to your friends. Yes, show Please. it to everybody. Pass it around. Once you've watched it, like pass it down the neighborhood. Make sure just get everyone to watch it. It's really fantastic. It's a great movie. So either way, we'll uh, got some more coming up, and we will talk to you later. Uh, like, share, and subscribe because yes. we always forget like, that. Share, subscribe. I should put a. I should start a rolling thing at the bottom there. For yes. Like, share, subscribe. We should do that for the whole thing. Okay. I don't know. It's craziness. <laughs> okay. Either Thanks way. Thanks for listening. Thank you.